Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Wendy Dillard here. Today is Friday. Friday. Happy Friday, December 8th. Yay, Friday. <laughs> Friday, December 8th, 2017. And uh, we're welcoming you back for your daily dose of happy. Uh, and we are doing it on a Friday. So this is a happy weekend eve. I love that phrase. That's one that Cindy gave me the other day, Wendy. And, and it just kind of summarizes even better than thank God it's Friday. It's a weekend eve. Yay! Yes, that's a good thing. I know a lot of people feel for them, including me. <laughs> the end of my you know day job work week as well. That's right. Yeah, when it's the end of the week, that's the beginning of the play. So that's why we figured this is a good day to talk about all the different ways that play becomes happiness and joy and love and all the good things. And how we can take advantage of Fridays to get ourselves into that tip-top, top-of-the-chart, happiest possible zone to be in. Because if if you're going to practice it, you might as well do it on a Friday when it's easiest. <laughs> at least that's the way I look okay. at it. You know. Well, it, and I'm a little bit, I, I don't want to be resistant to what you're saying, but I've never looked at any one particular day as being better than the other because I know I can choose happiness any day of the week at any time at any point. This is true. This is very true. But then again, sometimes some people need training wheels. So here's the training wheels for the week. <laughs> That's true. Like I used to listen to, listen to this radio talk show, and every Friday they would say, Welcome, it's hump day. And, then, and they would celebrate that. Mm. And then I'd hear other people saying, can you believe that, um, you know, people call Wednesday hump day because they can't wait for the weekend, and then they go out on the weekends and they party to the point they don't even remember <laughs> yeah. what they did on Monday, <laughs> and then Monday becomes a drag. And I'm like, wow, there are so many different ways mm. to perceive what different days of the week mean. It's really true. In fact, that's part of what I think was in my mind when I suggested this topic today because so many people resort to, you know, the chemicals, the, the alcohol or whatever to, to get themselves into that happy mood. And I thought Friday is a good day to actually talk about how to get yourself happy without resorting to the artificial stimuluses. So maybe we can help people establish a new pattern, you know? Absolutely. I'm all for new patterns that are healthy and make us feel good. So let's see. Um, wins. I'm trying to think what my my best win for the last 24 hours has been. There have been quite a few of them, actually. Um, mostly little ones, and, and the little ones are the ones that happen all day long uh, that I, I'm trying to spend more time focus on focusing on that, than I did in the past. Um, I think one of them is Cindy gave me a... Uh, uh, an idea of something she does with her women's group. I'm not sure if it's a women's group. It's a Wednesday group. I shouldn't say it's a women's group. Um, but she, she has them do a little exercise trying to I, get them to identify areas of their lives that they want to appreciate. So there's four of them. There's uh, appreciating abundance, appreciating love, appreciating health, and appreciating what she calls magic. And I thought, that that's a clever idea. So I thought I'd try that. And I was trying that last night with my wife. The interesting thing is that we added that in with our three gratitudes and other things that we do. And it, the most, the best part about it was it stretched out the amount of time that we spent focusing on what actually was good, not just what was good about what happened during the day, but what's been going good in our lives. It was the first time, for instance, in quite some time that I said to myself, wow, I'm healthy. I, I mean, I'm like really healthy. I, I can't remember the last time I was sick. I feel good every single day. 
This is what health feels like. <laughs> you know? Cause <laughs> words that I learned from a friend recently. I, I didn't realize how much I hadn't stopped to acknowledge the wonderful things that I do have in my life, which is what you're, you know, talking about. Right. You acknowledged, hey, I'm healthy. I'm healthy and, and we did the other ones too. Uh appreciating love in your life. Wow. There is a lot of love in my life right now. And, you know, I do the daily gratitudes and stuff, but if you don't look at the bigger picture, you don't necessarily notice it's there. I mean, there's my wife, there's our cats. Um, there's all my co-hosts. I mean, virtually everybody who's in my life in any kind of important way right now, I, I feel this abundant amount of love for it's like, wow, this is really good. <laughs> this is good stuff. And, you know, that does fit in with Happy Weekend Eve because we think of the weekend traditionally as the time that we just kind of like have freedom and we can celebrate and we can have more play and joy in our life. Um, and I, I know we can have that every day, but we don't unless we stop and acknowledge and celebrate the moments of our life. Yes. <laughs> I, I felt like I was going to go into a greeting card commercial. Yeah, it sounded ago. like it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a but good reason why that greeting card that. there's a good reason why that greeting card commercial did so well. It's because it hit <laughs> on something really important. <laughs> yeah, the moments of your life. And That's right. This week I received my um, annual Christmas card from my sister who she is like better than anybody I know. Her kids are now teenagers. Her son just went off to college. Every single year, I get a Christmas card that has photographs of them. And so we're able to document the photos, the, the moments of their lives, which mm. I think is really quite special. Um, she's the only one in our family that does swap out last year's card for this one on the refrigerator. <laughs> it's so important to do. It's important to uh, not only appreciate them, but to share them. It's the sharing of the joy, a sharing of the, the, the special moments and so forth. Uh, that's probably one of the best things, for instance, that Facebook first brought to us, the ability to share with friends who, who are friended you know, on Facebook, sharing, sharing the important photos that happen in our life. I mean, some of the stuff that gets shared there is ugh, I, I could do without. But when people share stuff that's really you know, from the heart and feels good, like, well, for instance, one of our co-hosts, Joel Elston, yesterday completed the adoption of his new son, and he shared oh, the pictures. So they, they had a picture of the two of them behind the judge's bench, and they they had a picture of a of a, a like a kind of a hope chest kind of thing that had the son's name on it and all that. I mean, just picture after picture. It's like, oh wow, this feels so good looking at this. And that's the kind of thing that just picture per day. Absolutely, it does. Wow. And you know, I used to think Facebook like, years ago. I'd go, oh, people talk about Facebook in such a way that it made me not want to go there. Yeah. Because it's like it was just silly and things that, you know, were kind of wasteful. Um, but I have to tell you, sometimes I, I lie in bed when I'm trying to just kind of like, you know, um, bring my energy down so that I can begin to lull myself into a state of restfulness. And I'll go through my newsbook feed or Facebook feed, which I used to never do, and it allows me to connect with people I haven't thought about in a long time. Yeah. It lets me see their pictures. You know, it, it kind of fills me in on what they're doing, what's mm -hmm. important to them. Sure. And I am have I'm actually making love connections, even if they're not consciously aware. Mm -hmm. I know that just I know that we're making an energetic connection 
Yes. It doesn't matter to me whether someone's consciously aware or not. I know I'm doing it, and it feels good to me. It's very true. And I guess that's one of the things that I like about Facebook, too. I didn't really like Facebook at first either, for very much the same reason you did. And and early on for me, it was really bad because this was before I was really getting a handle on my own how to make myself happy, how to get myself into a happy zone realm. And at that point, I was putting out a lot of negativity. So you can imagine the kind of negativity I was getting back on Facebook. It was not a happy thing. And then I discovered that wonderful little feature that says, don't follow. (laughs) (laughs) And I I realized that that was actually a pretty powerful thing. So I started saying, don't follow this, don't follow that, don't follow that. Any of these negative things I don't like, don't follow, don't follow, don't follow. And an amazing thing happened. All the stuff that starts showing up on my Facebook feed now, with an occasional exception, is good. It feels good. And so it's actually fun to to, to look at Facebook. That's, That's a nice change. Wow. Yeah. That is that is good. It is. Um, you know, I've been traditionally the person who doesn't share, you know, videos and whatnot. But since I've been on Facebook more often, I'm finding things that I'm like, oh my goodness, this is share worthy. Yeah. Which, to me, something really has to be share worthy where I feel like I'm willing to let my friends know that I like this and I'm going to share it with you. It's not because I know some people just kind of nilly-willy, they share just about everything, but I'm very selective <laughs> about what I share, and um, I'm sharing more. And my friends are going, Wendy, you're sharing more. I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm I've been finding some good stuff. <laughs> well, there is something to be said for that because it means that whenever something comes from you, they know it's going to be quality. It's not just, you know, here's what the dog did in the backyard. This is going to be something really important. And so that actually adds to your reputation. And it, I, and think I it, actually had a friend the other day who um, they didn't know anything about my book, but their comment was, if you wrote it and you're in it, I know it's good and I'm buying it. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's I was it. quite honored. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I had something else recently where I sent a text to someone because there was some young college kid who was selling things and – it's not like it's a chain letter, but my sister-in-law texted me and said, hey, I referred you to him, and then, you know, he showed me his stuff, and I loved it, and so I, I purchased it, and then he said, you know, I only do this through referrals. Do you have someone to refer? And he asked me, he said, do you have, like, 20 or 30 people that you can refer to me? Whoa. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah, right. And because I'm so selective about who I'm willing to share what with, you know, I said, you know, let me take some time and think about it. And he said, well, normally when people do that, they don't ever get back to me. And I said, oh, I do understand that. And I said, but you don't know me. I said, if I make a commitment, consider it done. I said, I am going to go through my address book, and I'm going to find quality leads for you. And so I went through, you know, my contacts and my address book, and I found three people that I thought this would be really a good product for them, that I think they'd really appreciate it. Uh-huh. Whether they bought or not, of course, I have no control over. Sure. But I sent him three quality leads, and I texted my three friends, and I kind of gave them the story as to why I was, you know, putting them on this kid's hit list. Yeah, right. And one of my friends responded and said, if you recommend him and the products, I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say. I'm like, yeah. wow. Yeah, that's, that's good. Way- well, yeah, that's what happens when you're selective, and your selectivity paid off big time, not just for you, but for him. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah, important. Yeah, and you know what? I'm, I'm going 
going to say something bigger because I want to say this to you, Walt. Okay. You know, I am very selective. So any or just do things on a whim. I'm very selective, and if my heart's not in it, and if you know I'm not feeling a resonance with my inner being, I don't go there. Mm-hmm. But when I receive the email from you saying I'm looking for co-hosts, oh my gosh! And I had such a resonance, and then. We talked, and it's like I knew in moments you were somebody I wanted to to do the talk show with because I knew you were the right person. Because, And I, I'm saying that because I am selective, and I did select you. And I know you also selected me, which is quite an honor. But, you know, this, our partnership didn't happen nilly-willy. No, I don't think it did at all. I, th- I agree with you. I think it was very selective, and, and I am honored that you decided to say, yes, you wanted to, to come on board. But I think it's such a cool story that, that you the, – the, the way the whole thing happened, because you were on board really faster than I thought, faster than anyone ever has been. You just were just right there. I mean, others have said, sure, they, they, they wanted to talk to me, they, you know, and we arranged times to talk. From the moment that we had our first call, within the first five minutes, your enthusiasm was right off the chart. And I was saying, wow, what do I have to do to get this woman onto my team? <laughs> <laughs> well, and also just to tell the listeners a little bit about uh, the background, you had asked, you know, would I be willing to do one, two, three, or a couple days of your afternoon show or the morning show? Right. And yeah. we specifically were talking about the afternoon show because – you know, the morning show is really not conducive to, to my lifestyle right now. And I just, I remember saying, I know this is going to sound a little greedy, but I want them all. <laughs> yes. I want Monday through Friday. And you're like, really? And I I'm was like, doing a happy dance. Yeah, is that too greedy? And you're like, no, done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that was really great. And I, I have to admit, I was kind of playing it slow because I didn't want to scare you with five days a week. But when you said that, I was just, I was doing my happy dance in my chair. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad because I was doing my happy dance too in my way. (laughs) And it's working out so great. It is working out great. And, you know, in terms of law of attraction, there is such beautiful synchronicity Mm. in how Mm. things show up. Mm -hmm. And I don't ever think about things just showing up coincidentally because I recognize the powerful, potent creator that I am. And so I think when I didn't know what a powerful, potent creator I was, I used to think things just showed up. Okay. But now I realize, no, nothing shows up accidentally. You know, and even how you found me was through LOACoaches.com. That's right. Which is yeah. a wonderful website that has, you know, a number of people listed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I stumbled upon that myself. I was actually doing a, a web search to see where I ranked in my own Google searches. And <laughs> one of the sites that came up was LOACoaches.com. And so I looked at it and I went, wow, I think I'd like to be on there. Mm-hmm. And it was so simple. I contacted the person whose website it was, and I just said, I'd like to be on there. And she said, okay, send me a bio and your picture. And I did, and I was on there. And what's fascinating is that's how you found me. Yes. You know, the same site. Now, yeah. I, of course, in my own mind was thinking, well, this is how clients will find me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, but when you found me, I thought, you know, I was just following, following the impulse that particular day, like I do most days. 
And part of the impulse of what felt like the right thing to do was to get on that site. Now, you know how they say hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. I can look at it today and go, oh, that was one of the ways that the the, uni- the laws of the universe and you know the universe manager as a whole was orchestrating things on my behalf. Sure. And it, I didn't need to know what it was for. It just felt exciting to do it, so I went with it. Yeah, that's and good. And I think it's very cool to know that's how you found me. It's how you found Tom. It's how you found Cindy. Oh yeah, yeah. In, in fact. You described what you were doing as a whim. I was doing mine on a whim because I had thought for some time about how I would like to expand it to make it uh, a daily show or even twice daily show rather than a weekly show. But I wasn't really sure how to go about doing it. And so I just kind of got online and said, okay, well, you know, how would I search for somebody to come on as a co-host? And I think within like two searches, I just stumbled on that site. I wasn't looking specifically for that site. I didn't know the site existed. (laughs) But (laughs) but I I stumbled out. I said, coaches, well, yeah, that's a good idea. (laughs) I like that idea. You know, because coaches, you know, they they know their stuff. I I think I was looking for somebody who had a strong law law of attraction background, but I didn't really necessarily think coaches. And there we are with coaches. I'm thinking, that's good. So I I ended up contacting, I don't know, nine or ten people off that, including you and Tom and Cindy. And look how many people I got off of one website. That's amazing. Yeah. That is really, really amazing. I mean, I, I expected it was going to take weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you connected with your new co-host. Yeah. So now let's tell our listeners how they can connect with us. Oh, wonderful idea. Well, there are a couple ways to connect. First of all, we want to encourage you, if you have not yet done so, to subscribe to the podcast. Because when you subscribe to the podcast, you never miss an episode. If, if you're listening on PRN or if you're listening through speaker or, or just listening to a live broadcast, that's great. But you don't get that constant reminder that comes with having the podcast show up on your iPhone or your Android. When, when you're subscribed to the podcast, you get everything. Every time that we put a new podcast up, your smartphone gets updated with it. So you always have all the shows available to you, which is great, especially if you have a, a large listening amount of time you can play them one after another and just give yourself like a a rampage of uh, good feeling stuff and your your daily dose of happiness becomes an overdose fortunately it's a good kind of overdose but <laughs> but the other good the other thing that we want to encourage you to do is if you're liking what you're hearing and I think you are otherwise you wouldn't be listening this long share it Share it with friends. You're connected to people on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever your favorite social media channels are. Share the love because that's how we're going to build up the audience. That's how we're going to reach more people. That's how we're going to spread the word that, you know, it's actually a good idea to stay positive, stay happy, stay focused on what you really want. See, and that brings us to kind of what we were, you and I were talking offline yesterday, which is what's in it for our listeners? Why should they go to the trouble? Well, the more people who are basking in things that make them feel good, the more we are raising the consciousness level of our planet. Yes. The more we're bringing goodness to all, all inhabitants of the earth. And to me, there is no better, better thing that anybody can do than to make a positive difference in the environment in which we live. So to me, that's the reason why I want to, like, hit hit the buttons and subscribe to the podcast. I agree with you. I I think it's a good reason. I think there's also a second reason. The second reason is if you're feeling good and 
listening to the podcast is helping you to feel good, surely you want your friends to feel good too. That's the big benefit to them. It helps them feel good. That's the whole point of doing this podcast. We want people to feel good by focusing on feeling good, which almost sounds like it's redundant, but it really isn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> feeling good makes you feel good, which makes you feel good. That's right. That's right. And boy, does that sound redundant. <laughs> I know. I, I took your cue of redundancy and I went, oh, let's pick up a redundant sentence. <laughs> So with that uh, announcement from the Department of Redundancy Department, um, I think we're ready. To, <laughs> I think we're ready to move on to the next step. <laughs> see, see, this is what okay, it's all about. When, when you're trying to find the way to get into that happy party mood on the weekend eve, you do it like this. You do it with a friend. You do it with with someone who you know is on the same kind of desire for positivity that you are and you just rampage on it you just go crazy on it you just come up with every single thing you can think of and it's like it's like when you listen to a comedian you know the first few jokes that a comedian tells you when they're doing stand-up you know they're kind of a little bit funny and so forth but then you hear a few more and a few more at some point you start to laugh and then uh, if they're good at it they, they hit you with two or three really quickly and you laugh more and then when they get you rolling it doesn't matter what the jokes are you ever notice that? <laughs> That's true. With a comedian, once they get you laughing, it doesn't matter what the jokes are. They can be really dumb. I mean, you could be, if you're halfway through a, a, a comedy routine and you've been laughing along with it, and somebody comes in and they hear those jokes, they say, what are they laughing at? I mean, that's not funny at all. <laughs> but because See, you've been rolling just, with you're it. Just, you're describing momentum. That's right. It's momentum. That's exactly what it is. And that's what we're encouraging everybody to get into on this Friday, on this weekend. You get the momentum going because that momentum, oh, once you get going with it, you just don't want to stop. <laughs> so what are the things you like to do on weekends? We do a lot of things together, and we also do things separately. But um, really one of our favorite things to do together is day trips. You know, just places okay. in the area within like an hour drive or something like that. Um one of our most recent ones, we drove up to north of Boston, which is, that's a bit of a trip. It's about a two and a half, three hour drive. But um, north of Boston is where Salem, Massachusetts is, Gloucester, Rockport. Uh, Rockport in particular was our, our first destination. They're all like within 20 minutes of each other, something like that. But Rockport is right on the shoreline. And, and that little peninsula there is called Cape Ann. So it's right on the Cape Ann shore. And uh, Rockport, my wife loved because on the pier, they have all these little shops, really quaint old shops. And, and anybody who loves shopping, I'm not a big shopper myself, but anybody who loves shopping would love these because they're like every possible kind of gift store and unusual item store. I mean, everything is very unique and, and interesting and so forth. Plus, you're right on the ocean. The ocean is right there. So you hit, so even if you're not into the shops like me, I don't really care so much about the shops, but the ocean's right there. So I get something to enjoy too. It was really, really nice. And we had a wonderful meal. Uh, somebody gave us a recommendation on a, um, a, a fish house that was just delicious. I mean, the food there was incredible. So, I mean, that gives you a taste of, of what we like to do on a weekend. We just like to go out and experience what's around us and what, you know, what life has to offer us. It's, it's, to me, it's much better than going out and buying things. Buying experiences are great. I like that. Buying an experience. Yeah. I like that a lot. So my favorite thing to do on the weekends is to sleep in. Now, not <laughs> because I want to sleep. I mean, I'm not being lazy. But what I – because I'm 
the kind of person that when my eyes kind of start to wake up, I know, and I know this from Abraham, that in those early waking moments when you're not fully conscious yet, that's when you can like really connect to what's going on for you on a more uh, spiritual level. Mm-hmm. And I like to play with, you know, do I recall any of my dreams? And if I do, I like to just roll around with the ones that feel good. Or sometimes I'll, I'll remember a dream or I'll remember just one little something and I'll ask myself, how did that make me feel? Because I know it's the feelings that really are the indications of what's going on because I believe dreams are the pre-manifestation of what's to come in your life. And so that's, for me, the weekends, in the morning in particular, is the time that I just really milk the really good-feeling thoughts that are just kind of wafting into my my thinking. Now and I, so by the time I wake up, I feel awesome. I, I have to say I've never been able to milk a dream like that. How do you do it? Because for me... A dream is just something that happens and, and usually doesn't make any sense to me. And when it, when I wake up, I the most I can say is, well, I just had a dream. That was kind of a weird one. And that's about it. I can't think of anything else to, to say or do with it. What do you do? Well, okay, to me, dreams come in two different time time places in my sleep. Okay. So if, let's say, my body wakes me up because I have to use the bathroom in the middle of the night. Sure. If I was in the middle of a dream while I'm getting out of bed to walk towards the bathroom... I'm still kind of remembering what I was dreaming. Okay. And so I just let it permeate through my thoughts. It's like I think on it, and then I try to capture some of it. And then when I go back to bed, sometimes I'll set the intention, I want to know more about this. Hmm. And as I go into a deeper sleep, and I start to feel the dream kind of picking up, or maybe it changes scenes or whatever, but I'm lucid enough that I can interact with it, where I can say, ooh, I really like this. And then that part of the dream kind of becomes bigger, brighter, bolder, and I, I interact with more people in the dream or whomever that feels good. So that's one way I do it. So you enhance the, the dream other... then. I mean, you take the imagery and you enhance it in your mind. Oh, yeah, totally. Wow. Totally. Like, like okay, one of them that happened most recent that I can recall um, Okay, so whatever I'm going to say, this is not my normal storytelling because you know how dreams don't really make sense. <laughs> no, they never do. <laughs> okay, so I was in what seemed like a hotel lobby, and yet I had an awareness that the person I was looking at kind of at a distance into my diagonal, it was a man, and we had somehow met through what seemed like a business convention, but we were in this hotel lobby like we still had business meetings to attend to but we were also getting ready to leave. Hmm. And somehow he walked over toward me and started talking to the man who was sitting next to me. And while he did, he like just brushed by by my leg. And it was kind of a, it's like in my dream, I could feel that, like that electrical impulse, like when you like somebody. Mm -hmm. And I was very aware of it. And this is one of these lucid dreams where I was, like, aware of what I was feeling in the dream while I was feeling it in the dream. Mm. And then it was kind of like my own thinking was, hey, I want you to turn your attention toward me. Yeah. And so then before I knew it, he had finished his conversation with the man next to me. And now, oh, hang on, I'm going to cough. Hold on. Okay, I put myself on mute for that. Thank you. 
I'm, I'm getting all of a clump just telling you this story. I can tell. <laughs> wow. And so then the next thing I knew, um, he like just reached his hand out to me and, and I took his hand and I stood up and now it was like we were slow dancing in the lobby of a mo- in a hotel, but we had no shame or no weirdness about the fact there was no music and there were people all over the place, <laughs> but like this long corridor in this hallway something of this hotel, we were like slow dancing just in this wonderful connection. And that's what I could feel, just this sense of connectedness to him. And I knew wow. he felt it toward me. Now, this is the first dream I've had in ages where there was a face. Because I've had dreams with other, other, you know, people, but lots of and I'm like, wow. <laughs> and so then it was like an awareness that we had actually had some conversation prior to this. And then he says to me, because now we know we're about to part, he says, I probably should have told you that I don't live in Dallas because that's where I am. Mm-hmm. I went, oh, you must live in Philadelphia. <laughs> don't know why I knew that, but I said it. And he went, Dreams are amazing. <laughs> And then it was like, boom, the dream was over. And I went, oh, I, my, this man that I was so attracted to, he's not around. But what was funny is in the dream, there was this sense of we can't be together because we live cities apart. Yeah, that's, so now that's I got to tell you, in my waking moments, I mean, I'm now wide awake. I'm downstairs in my kitchen. I'm making breakfast. And I'm thinking about this going, something about that feels wrong. Like, how come it's all, I mean, this is, we live in an age where distance has been compressed by cell phones and Skype and airplanes and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I, it's like in that moment, I acknowledged I could be in a relationship with somebody who lives in another city because there's all sorts of ways to be. Com- the moment I acknowledge that, it's like that feeling of, oh, I've lost him, all of a sudden dissipated. Now, what that really means in my life right now, I don't know, but my gut sense tells me that in how I've been thinking, I've been thinking unless I meet someone who's right here in Dallas, I can't really have a relationship. And I felt like what that did is it opened me up and broadened my horizon to it doesn't matter where the right person is for me, we can still make a connection. And that didn't all happen in the dream but it was how I processed the dream afterwards. Yeah, that that actually fits very nicely to what my impression was as you were telling that story. Because I, I thought the same thing. It sounds like you were opening yourself up to the possibility of a, of a longer distance relationship in a way that perhaps you hadn't done before. And you know what? Even right now as I told it, I think it made it even more possible to me. Like I have been really closed the idea of having a relationship with anybody outside of Dallas. And now I'm thinking, that was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, it wasn't stupid. I think what actually has happened is you recognize that you have a preference you didn't know about before. Yeah, but it's like that preference isn't hard, hard in stone anymore. Right. It's like, yes, it's more convenient if the person lives in the same city. Oh, sure, yeah. But, you know... It's like love is love, and it doesn't matter where it is. And I have friends all over the world that I love and adore, mm-hmm. 
And distance doesn't stop that from happening. No, of course so. not. And actually, know, did that kind of answer some of your questions about and, interacting in your dreams? Not only did it answer some questions, it, it, it created a whole bunch of new ones. <laughs> uh, probably, It's not so much uh, questions that are coming to my mind. What's coming to my mind right now is the fact that not only is distance not an issue in the sense that uh, long distance doesn't have to block you from, from meeting somebody who could be very important in your life, but simultaneously – Short distance being nearby is no guarantee that if if you're you know a good fit you're going to find each other. And I say that because my wife and I, before we met, lived within I believe about a mile and a half of each other for about a three to four year period without even knowing we were there. We shopped at the same supermarket. Now, Wendy, you haven't you and I haven't actually met, so you don't have a sense of it. But I'm six foot eight inches tall. I'm a really tall guy. I'm the <laughs> kind of guy who in a supermarket. You can't miss. You literally can't miss me because, you know, I'm so tall. We shopped in the same supermarket for like four years, more than that, I think, and never saw each other. Now, I can see perhaps having missed her because, you know, she's average height and everybody else is average height. I can kind of see that. How could she possibly have missed me? We've never been able to figure that part out. So clearly, you know, being nearby doesn't necessarily help. <laughs> you know, you're right because actually when I was married um – the man I married is six foot five, mm. and we same same very similar story, which is kind of ironic. Really, we lived in the same areas. We even at one time in our lives lived in the same apartment complex. Oh my! But several years apart from each other. Oh, I see. Okay. And when I met his mother, I knew I knew her. Really? I'm like, I know we've been because she's beautiful. I mean, stunning woman. Uh huh. And it's like, I love looking at people who are really beautiful because that was kind of part of the fashion world you know that i was in oh sure. but i know i had i'd seen her before and i could almost tell you what grocery stores i had seen her at <laughs> so say, what you're saying with you and louise it's like me and my my ex it's like we used to frequent the same places so you're right you know time and distance it's like it doesn't really matter cause no what i know about law of attraction law of attraction will orchestrate in a way that it's absolutely perfect for the individual. And it'll orchestrate in a way that you can't predict in advance. Because exactly. the way Louise and I met had nothing to do with where we lived. <laughs> we met through a dance community that was approximately 45 minutes away. Hmm. And we did it because we had a mutual friend in that community. Not that my wife was part of that community. She wasn't. But I had a friend in that community who worked with her in an office in another place that was another 45 minutes away. <laughs> distance had nothing to do with it synchronicity, synchronicity of how the law of attraction orchestrates things on our behalf is pure amazement to me oh it's amazing and no doubt it's part of why you know some of the messages I've been receiving lately from my inner being mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say them in the not kind way but I always hear them in a kind way okay. which is get the heck out of the way <laughs> because <laughs> I, I recognize now I'm the one who gets in the way trying to orchestrate and control things that the universe has a much broader sense of how to do it on my behalf that's going to be much more efficient and just much better, period. Mm. You know? Yeah, so. I, I, I get to the point where I feel like um, there, there I, I have begun to recognize over the last few years particularly 
that the synchronicities happen, that the, the route that the universe takes to deliver something to me that I've been attracting is one that I can never predict. In fact, on those occasions where I've tried to predict it, I am almost 100% wrong. <laughs> I never get it right. And I, I, I have actually gotten to the point now where I say to myself at times, and this is when I'm in my less than positive realm, what do I have to do to make more of those synchronicities happen? Why aren't they happening fast enough? <laughs> where are they? Come on. Let's get this going here. <laughs> Forgetting, of course, well, that's know, not being, the way it works. But Being that I've been involved in business for a long time, which is what my, my book, my number one best-selling book is Hooray! all about, about unique ways of doing business. Um, I've watched different people's business models and different entrepreneurs, and I find it interesting that they've, in many cases, created a system for how to do something. Mm. And mm. I've noticed, at least for me, oftentimes I attempt to follow those systems and they just don't flow mm-hmm. or mm. I don't get the same results. Right. And one of the things that I'm really connecting to this, I, this idea that I'm going to share here is that the synchronicities that that person experienced to get those results were as a result of how law of attraction was orchestrating things on their behalf. But a person who buys their system has different goals in mind, and the law of attraction is going to orchestrate things for that person, and it may not come into their life via someone else's system. Now, it might, but I think, you know, it doesn't always, and at least for me that gave me the the awareness as to why I was purchasing all these systems to be successful in business, and they just weren't working for me. I would venture because- to, I would venture to add to that that it doesn't work most of the time for most people. What makes their sales pitch work is that it does work some of the time for some of the people, so they can showcase those. But I, I think that's probably true for most people that it, it just doesn't work because of what you said, because it doesn't match their own synchronicities, what's happening in their own lives. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and so like if if I had one message ever to present to other people, it would be learn how to listen to your inner voice. Yes. Because when you learn how to listen to your inner voice, which comes by getting in touch with your feelings, when you're connected there, there's nothing outside of your reach of knowing and understanding. Everything can be found because, you know, we're infinite beings. All innate intelligence dwells within us. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so the the whole thing is how do you tap into it? Well, you start listening to the subtleties of either what's coming in your ears or what you're sensing in your feelings or what pictures you're seeing or some people just know, you know, what's in your knowing. Um and to me, that's the biggest message, the most important one that I love to share with others is get in touch with, you know, that part of you that is connected to all that is. And it's something I'm and still then, learning. I, I'm still learning how to do that. I, I can't say that I'm anywhere near being an expert at it, but it's certainly something that has engaged my attention for quite some time. And I am picking it up slowly. I, I don't have the the sensitivity that other people have in terms of being able to detect what's going on in my own 
feeling realm that, that others seem to have. I mean, for instance, you and I were talking the other day and, and you were talking about how excited you are about the project and you were, you were telling me about these manifestations as you're seeing them coming about and I'm sitting here saying, why don't I feel all that? I mean, I'm enjoying what's happening. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling excited, but I don't have any sense of what's happening. I have no clue of how all this is coming together. I just know that's eventually what's going to come to, but individual manifestations along the way, I'm clueless. I have no idea. <laughs> well, and that's honestly, that's something that I have been working on for probably 30 plus years. Wow. Um, not like I had a concerted effort, but as I look back, I realize through my natural curiosities, through the natural questions that I ask, that's really what I've been honing. Um, and then all of a sudden one day I went, oh, yeah, if, if you ask me a question, I'll know whether my inner being is on, on board or not. I know whether it's a good thing for me or not. And that's why if there's, like if I'm looking for something specific and then all of a sudden some business person comes into my life and they have a system, and so I, I can fall prey to their sales pitch, but as much as their sales pitch is exciting, I can just say to my inner being, you know, is this right for me? And I'll get no. And, and sometimes I'll be disappointed, but it sounds so good. Are you sure? Are you I'll get sure? no. And I'm like, okay, then I'm done. And, you know, it took me a long time to be able to say, all right, if no, if it's no, then I, it's no, and I'm not going to try to convince something. I'm not going to try to convince infinite intelligence to turn it into a yes. Because <laughs> trust me, I've done that, you know. And all I've done is wasted a lot of time, and I spent a lot of money on something that didn't net a positive result. And now if I get a no, it's like no, and I move on. But if it's yes, oh, I'm on board. Just like when you called me and asked me if I wanted to do the show, it's like, I went inside while we were talking, Walt, and I was getting yes, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. when I got your email, you know, I, I knew it was exciting to me, and I asked my inner being, what do I do? And the wisdom that came to me is listen to one of his playbacks. Okay. So I went and I found LOAToday.net, and I listened to one of your previous shows. And while I was listening, I'm like, I like his patter. I like how he talks. I, I'm liking so much of this. I can see how I, could, I would be a good connection, like we would make a good connection. And then after I listened to the podcast, I went, well, now what? And what the guidance that came to me was, call him. And it shocked me. I dialed and you were there. You didn't answer the phone. <laughs> it didn't go to voicemail. Like, it didn't go to voicemail, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, and we ended up on a two-hour conversation, and I felt like we'd known each other forever. And and that, isn't that the way it is? It like, that's what it looks like for me to follow my inner guidance. Isn't that the way it is, though? When, when, when you make that connection, we talked for two hours, and until you said that, I didn't realize we talked for two hours, but you're right, we did. It was a long conversation, but it felt like it went by in a flash. Mm-hmm. It was really something. But the, you know, the, And what I've learned is when I follow my inner guidance, mm-hmm. I, and it's, I'm always led to something that works for my best, for, for my best good. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's so great that you can I'm do that. I mean, it's great that, you, that you, first of all, that you have learned how to detect it. I, that's the part I'm still trying to learn to do. And to be able to differentiate it from your own initiated thoughts. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm getting that kind of guidance. I just can't tell which is which anymore. <laughs> I can't tell if I initiated it or it came from inside somewhere. And that gets really confusing because if it's one of my thoughts, then I want to, you know, bat it around a little bit. But if I'm batting around what they're giving me, then I'm losing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this is not a coaching program, 
So I'm not going to coach you into how to do that. Well, that's quite um, understandable. <laughs> but still, but it, it would be a fun topic me. to talk about, and I'd be more than happy to share some of the insights I have as to how people can know whether it's their own thoughts or whether it's a thought that they're receiving from higher intelligence. No, that's a, that's a topic we could do sometime. Sure, let's put that one on the on the list. That, that's, put it on the list. Yeah, that's worth considering. So. And you know what? I mean, this is the kind of thing where I would love for a caller, uh, a listener, to call in and ask questions or share their own thoughts or stories or their own curiosities about life. And they can call on 860-264-5432. And if you didn't have something to write that down, it's, can be, that phone number can be found at LOAToday.net. Very nicely done. You're getting good at this. You know that? <laughs> I had fun with it yesterday, and I went, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> because, I mean, you and I have everything and anything, and what I think is really funny is we get off the call, and we just keep talking afterwards because we're so good at just chatting. Um, but I would love for listeners to start calling in on a regular basis and just kind of add their energy to the mix and see where it takes us, because I know it's going to go into great places. Oh, I'd love to do so. that, too. I'd love to have those calls. I mean, we, we have had a couple in the past, but uh, only a couple so far, which is understandable. I mean, uh, when, when it comes to the live broadcast, it's a pretty new thing for us. We've only been doing it for a couple, three weeks now, uh, even though I've been doing the podcast for five years. So it's it's like trying to make a shift. So far, like 99.9% of our listeners come from listening to the recorded podcast, and now we're trying to get people to shift over. So, you know, it takes a little while. But as soon as well, it starts you know, kicking into gear, it's going to be great. And today's show is about, you know, preparing for the weekend. Yep. You know, on, on how did you call it? Happy Weekend Eve. Right. Um, I know for me, one of the my major things that I really want to spend time on, either letting my thoughts roll and letting Law of Attraction just kind of give me thoughts and create momentum on how to do it, and or to be ready to actually start doing some online marketing and letting more of my friends, I mean, I've been getting the word out um, little by little that I'm doing this show, but I'd like to get the word out in a greater way, just like the book, my book launch on Monday just really went like crazy in terms of getting so much, so much reach. You know, that's what Facebook is all about is like, what's your reach? And what I was posting and all the other people were posting about the book got incredible reach, which is how we got to number one, you know, internationally. Um, but I want to start doing that for our show, and that's my plan for the weekend is to spend some time just thinking about how I can send it out in a message and even start to do it where it's periodic to get in, into people's news feeds because I think the thought of putting happy into people's lives is so important, and I, can't, I truly cannot think of anything more valuable I can do with my life here on earth than to help um, encourage, inspire, and allow other people to feel the goodness of who they really are. I love it. I mean, obviously, we're, we're, we know between the two of us, this is a conversation that we started offline, and now you're bringing it online. I'm glad you're doing that because it, it certainly helps to bring in the energy of listeners as well to, to try to, to make all this stuff happen. Because uh, you and I were talking about, and I've been broaching it to the other co-hosts too, they like the idea too, uh, we've been talking about the idea of, can we do something like that book launch that you had, which was so successful at getting this book that you and some 25, how many authors were involved in that? I don't even remember how I many there were. 
21 authors. 21 authors. So 21 of you all got together, combined your social media reach, and at the same time, you, you took this book that you'd all contributed to, and you put it out there, and boom, it shot up to the top of the rankings at Amazon.com. I mean, that, that's quite an achievement. And, and that's what made us think, wow, what can we do like that with LOA Today? So now you're bringing me on the air. I think that's great. I think it's wonderful. Maybe, who knows, maybe there's a listener who's going to say, well, I got an idea, and they're going to contact us and say, why don't you try doing this? Absolutely. And, you know, I know that I have some friends that are regular listeners, and um, they haven't called in yet either, but I'm trying to nudge them, you know, in a <laughs> private way saying, call in, call in. Hint, hint. So, Louise, if you're if you're listening, Louise, Call in. <laughs> and if she's not listening today, I'm going to say, go back and listen to the replay. Yeah, right. I put your name out there a couple times, Miss Louise. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's the name of your wife. So this is not to be con- confused with your wife. I'm t- calling my friend who lives in Canada, Louise. <laughs> and, and Louise, or, or Lou as she likes to designate herself, she has tried to reach us. We've got to give her some credit because she has posted yes. a couple times to the chat and Unfortunately, when she did that, she did it at a time that I didn't know where the chat was on my board. I didn't realize where the panel was, and I've I've since found it. So, Lou, if you if you want to try again, I'll see it. I promise you, I'll see it this time. <laughs> it's open. It's there. And anyone else who wants to to take advantage of it, it's right on the player. If you're listening live, there's a little uh, icon there. It looks like a cartoon uh, balloon. You know, the talk balloon where they put the words in. It looks just like that. Click that. That's the chat feature. You can send a message, and we'll see it during the broadcast. But yeah, absolutely. We'd love to have people call in. I mean, when we start getting people calling on a regular basis, Wendy, this show has been so fun so far. It's going to be like, what, 10 times more fun? Absolutely. Something like that? You know, because if, if you and I spent less time um, talking on a specific topic and had callers that wanted to add to the conversation, I believe that our topic would be so much more enriched. I mean, I think it's pretty cool right now. It is. But, I mean, we would add so many more dimensions because, you know, you have had your life experiences and I've had my life experiences, but if you add in all the millions of people that could possibly be joining our calls and we add their life experiences, you know, that to me is the ultimate multiplication factor and it gets the word out. You know, any idea you know, can be the very spark mm. that one of our callers, you know, or one of our listeners could hear and it could change the, the whole direction of their life. Plus everybody you else know, is it, listening to it. Yeah, and it's like, it's not just you or I that have all the wisdom. We don't obtain everything or have everything. But I believe there is so much wisdom within our, you know, human community that, you know, you, you Walt, have created a forum and I've jumped on board with you so that, you know, we can exponentialize this, this platform we're on. Nice word. And bring, bring more joy and more happiness to the planet that we live on. And, and more importantly, to our everyday lives. Mm. Exponentialize. You know, I like that. I, that yeah. I, mean, I don't know where that word came from, but that's a good, that's like a new adjective to add to the list. That's a good one. Oh, that's one of my favorite. I like to talk about exponentializing. Okay. And I don't know if it's a real word or if I made it up, but I don't care. Yeah, I, love to exponent, I love to exponentialize. <laughs> yeah, really nice. Really, really nice. But I agree with you. That's, that's exactly right. Um, in fact, I'm remembering one of those calls that did come. It was very early on. One of the first few weeks that we were trying this. 
Um, and it was a week actually when I was supposed to be doing the podcast with David on Sunday. And David unfortunately had to bow out that day because his very sick dog was about to pass and obviously he needed need to go deal with that. So, uh, we were scheduled to do the podcast anyway. I did it and we got a call. Which was great because I didn't want to have to do the whole thing myself. <laughs> I mean, talking by yourself for an hour could be, it, it, it could be a, a little long. Matt. That's right. It was Matt. And it turned into the most wonderful conversation, one that was completely outside anything that I thought about doing that particular day. But what a conversation we had. He brought his own really interesting and fascinating energy. I mean, this is a guy who's doing so well. He 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 was calling because he was looking for a little extra encouragement to feel good about an apartment that he's trying to rent in Central Park South in Manhattan, one of the most desirable neighborhoods in New York City. I'm thinking, he's calling my show? <laughs> What? <laughs> well, and what I remember when I listened to that playback was how after a few minutes, you know, I think the way many people would think from a space of humility, like, oh, I should, like, not keep you. I'm sure other people want to call in. And you said, look, there's nobody else calling in at the moment. Please feel free to stay. Right. And once he did, it's like he opened up and he started sharing all sorts of wisdom oh, that I thought was most magnificent. And I was so grateful that you encouraged him to, like, no, share what you have to say. And he did. And I'm like, see, that's an example of how all the wisdom is not in the room, meaning the people who are hosting the show. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. You know, there was great wisdom and encouragement. And I was thinking, oh, my goodness, if somebody else is listening to him, I think they'd be so inspired by what he's saying. I was inspired. I mean, I was just sitting there with my mouth hanging open, trying to stay intelligent and remember that I'm the host of the show. <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> but that's the way it felt I, I i was sitting there absolutely in shock over what was happening and loving every minute of it i mean it was a fun 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 show to do but i just couldn't believe what had happened because it was the one time david couldn't do the show david has been like you know just as accurate as a clock every single week he's been there and then one week he just couldn't be there and boom <laughs> it just filled right in unbelievable and like, and to me, that's another um, ev evidence of how law of attraction works. It's like you've already created momentum with the show, and just because David couldn't be there, it didn't mean like, oh, no, no, what do we do? It's like the law of attraction knows, oh, a vacuum was created. Well, we know exactly who to pull in to fill this space and to create a new level of encouragement and inspiration. And, and as you're saying that I'm realizing, I did react to an inside message. I just didn't realize it at the time. Because as the show was coming up, David, unfortunately, could only give me like an hour's worth of notice. And so I had an hour to do before the show started. And I'm thinking, well, what do I do now? I really don't want to try to do a show myself. I've done that before. It is exhausting trying to carry on a conversation all by yourself because it's not a conversation. It's a monologue. And I really wasn't looking forward to it. And something inside me said, well, just do it anyway. I mean, you, you committed to do it. Just, you know, you want to get on the schedule of making sure that uh, any listeners can always count on the fact that you're doing it on time. So that's what made me do it. And I'm realizing right now that didn't, that idea wasn't mine. That just sort of kind of came to me. That's what you were talking about. Brilliant. That's exactly. And so in this moment, you're able to recognize the differentiation yeah. between your own personal thoughts and a thought that you were open to receiving. 
now I'm wondering how did I get myself open to receiving because I'm 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 trying to think back. How did I do that? I, I'm not really sure. <laughs> well, by being in what, if I say neutral, I don't mean that as in like not happy, but like if you're in a space where there's no resistance, where yeah. you're just okay with what is, that's when you're closer to being in a receptive space where the universe can just drop in an idea. I think the word receptive is it because I was feeling receptive. It's like I didn't know what to do, so I was receptive to anything. Send something my way. I don't know what. <laughs> and there, you go. and that, there it if was. You didn't, and if you didn't add resistance to it, like, oh, no, I hate doing this by myself, or gosh, I wish I had a co-host, it sounds like you didn't enter any of those kinds of resistant thoughts. No, I, I mean, I was aware of them, but I didn't stay on that thought for more than like two seconds because I knew I didn't want to go there. So you're right. I wasn't two, staying there at all. Yeah, and two seconds is not long enough no. for law of attraction to start building something. I always like the fact that Abraham comes up with 17 seconds as the minimum. I don't know where that comes mm -hmm. from. <laughs> I don't know. And I've actually heard when I was in Cancun, they said it was down to 14 and a half seconds. Is that good? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends. If you're focused on something negative, 14 and a half seconds comes by real quick and you're already working toward having law of attraction bring more negativity mm, to you. True. But if you're in a positive space, you don't have to be positive for very long before law of attraction takes over and starts bringing something positive to you. So I guess what they're really saying is that the overall negativity has decreased and that means the resistance has decreased, so we're taking less time to be receptive. I got the impression it's because overall consciousness is expanding at such a fast pace. Really? That now it's only requiring 14 and a half seconds. That's another subject that I think we should do a show on sometime because I don't still have a clear idea of what expansion means. I mean, I, I know oh, in, I, as abstractly I know what it is, but I, concretely I don't understand what it is. Oh, that's a fun – yeah, let's talk about that one sometime because right, well, that will be very, very Let's fun. do that one Monday then because, I mean, seriously, that's one I've been looking at. I've been trying to read in the books, trying to find it, and, and every you know reference to it that I find is just not satisfactory. So, yeah, let's talk about uh, expansion next time. Um, we got about a minute and a quarter left. I want to make sure people know how to reach you because you're a great coach, and if somebody wants a personal session, you're a person to do it with. So how does somebody reach you? Um, people can find me at wendydillard.com, and when you're there, you can find out my style by reading about me, and I've got my story on there. And, you know, a lot of people hire me because when they read my story, they know I can relate to what they're going through. So. I just thought I'd throw that out in case that um, resonates with somebody. That was actually smart. I, I saw that on your site, and I, I liked the way you laid out a long story. I mean, the typical thing to do with a website like that, especially if you're offering a service, is to keep it short and sweet because you really want to focus on the service. And you didn't do that. You focused on, here's what they would possibly like to want to know about me. What what would be interesting? Thank you. This is a great way to start it. It is a great way, and I look forward to doing the next show with you on Monday afternoon. And I look forward to our listeners starting to call in. That sounds like a great way to end the show. So we'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye, everyone.